All right, there we go. Sorry, I was checking out some stuff that I had to get, take a look at. Anyways, good morning, everyone. It is Friday, Fantabulous Friday, coming off of a crazy, really, couple of weeks in the last three days. Good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss, live with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, aka Wellness Diva. <coughs> Excuse me. 5.0 and <laughs> excuse me and yes it has been uh a crazy week and of course as many of you know we have family of course in florida of course carol sue being um in vero beach so it's been a crazy week for everyone in florida and we want to send our prayers and concerns and love for all those who really have lost so much i of course personally know having lived in florida what that the intensity and the stress of going through those feelings of oh my god it's you know a hurricane type of thing it it really it really wreaks havoc on your nerves so um hugs to everyone involved and i know that they are getting the <laughs> you know emergency crews coming in now and you know, even providing the basic necessities. And I know what it's like and, and I feel your pain and we are there with you. You know, and, and I have to say, first off, you know, you have to always think of the blessings, even in these kinds of tragic things that go on, you know, that you have mother nature, you can't control it. First off, kudos to our governor. Uh, he was right on the ball you know, really the emergency setup was already set up two days prior. Like they had over 30,000 people coming in from different states already ready before the storm actually started, which was really, I've never uh, seen that kind of aggressiveness of the pre-prep, knowing it was coming, you couldn't ignore the warnings. Uh, uh, and he just had everything in place. So even even at 1 a.m. after Ian had landed, they were already, they waited for winds to come down to, I, I believe it was under 40 miles an hour, <clears throat> where then they would start actually doing evacuate, you know, getting people, saving people, uh, doing those uh, emergency, you know, where are these people? Are they on the roof? So he, he just was lined up. He was so prepared along with Florida Light and Power. Um, everyone was just on point. And you, you know, I think they, it's funny because, you know, I've been through a hurricane up north before. Uh, I've never, you know, been involved or, you know, with tornado, I mean, tornado warnings, I've had a few of those I, over my lifetime, but nothing uh, to the degree of, you know, the, the constant alert. So that was nerve wracking. Uh, but the other weird thing was, really trying to because you know we we've been talking about mainstream media for quite a few years now of you know what they tell you versus what you actually learn or know either by experience or by taking the bulls by the horn and doing your own research so my feeling about mainstream media has not changed even with weather has not changed so i did i went ahead and started really preparing myself by finding people that were really in the know and expertise and kudos to Mike the weatherman. 
Uh, he actually does live in Florida, but he had predicted the track because he doesn't just use one or two tracks or models, I should say. He like dissects several, like multiple, multiple models. Uh, I have to say, even though we're Italian, the word spaghetti has a whole new meaning. Uh, you know, the, the, the spaghetti this, the spaghetti that, the spaghetti track, um, you know, really got me in Muti meatballs until I actually really was reading what the spaghetti thing was all about and different colors of the spaghetti and what they meant. But, you know, kudos to him because he actually had it not going to Tampa. He kept saying that it was going to be a, uh, almost very atypical of Charlie, but you always have to factor in that the, the wobble, as they call it, going, you know, going from one side to another. And he, and I think part of the problem was the focus was in one area and not really the other area, but he, he's got a huge following. So the locals really took a warning from what he was saying to repair in Naples, in Puntagora, um, in, um, uh, I think it's Port Charlotte, all the, all the different areas in that, uh, Fort Myers in that area. So they were, uh, while there were some that, you know, hunkered down and decided they weren't going to leave, the governor was very adamant, uh, really, what, what impressed me was he, he didn't wait like four hours, six hours. Like he was like, we were getting updates constantly. So for those that don't know that have, probably do remember Charlie, which now Charlie will outlive its notoriety and Ian will take that place. While it took the path of Charlie or very similar, it actually landed. I mean, how ironic landed in this one little area. Um, there were definitely differences where Charlie was three times smaller than Ian. Ian was over 500 miles, or is, or I don't know if it still is, it was over 500 miles wide. The other key piece was Charlie was fast moving, Ian was not. So what did that mean, being that it was slow, slower pace, meant obviously a lot more torrential rains, which created the flooding, which a lot of people will say they're more focused on the wind, and not the water. And an interesting line I heard was, "You can hide from you can hide from wind, but you got to run from water." And it's a whole different narrative when you're talking about either or. The other key piece to a slower storm like that, depending on where you were. So in this case, because it's 500, so you got to think about it. How you know Florida is a narrow state, so you've got this vast storm. So when Ian was still out in Cuba, the east coast of Florida was feeling those very wide bands because the Cuba to say the southern Florida is not that far. So we, you know, the, the Ian, the storm had not even made landfall, was not even close to the United States from a, you know, uh, walking distance, let's just say. So the East Coast was feeling those heavy, heavy winds and heavy bands before it even got to the United States, right? So we were dealing with that for probably the first 12 to 15 hours, maybe longer. And it was just, you know, a heavy, drenching, torrential rain that was nonstop, which in the beginning, you're like, okay, this is good for the ponds because, we, you know, we were a little, not, I wouldn't say we were in a drought, but we were a little on the dry side. And then all of a sudden, like, vast, vast water, you know, 
keeping track of obviously in our pool we have a uh, automatic drainer some pools do some pools don't so what we what john did which was smart was drain the pool a little bit to compensate for the vast amount of water that was going to come down just in case the pump pumping out couldn't keep up so we took precautions that way that we had learned and of course we did the, what you know everyone recommends to do you take in all your things anything loose uh, we, uh, in addition to that, you know, we were taking community, our neighborhood community efforts uh, with the gate and all these different things like that. It's a gated community. So you're working on twofold with all of those things, then, you know, just helping out other neighbors or anyone else in need. So you feel that for, like I said, a good 15 hours. Then once the storm hit, the vast, you know, devastation started for the West Coast because they were dealing with 100 and, you know, I think the, uh, First winds were 150 miles an hour. Uh, the pressure started lower. When he, everyone hears the pressure lower, they think it's weakening, which actually that's the opposite. That's actually when it's starting to fuel. So much so, so that it actually went into different bay areas and gobbled up their water. Um, and it's something to do with the way that the wind is flowing around. It actually, and if the temperature is right, which it was, you had warm waters, it was the wind and the storm was actually sucking up uh, bodies of water, which I've never seen. What a phenomenal that was. So as we were waiting, the East Coast was waiting for the storm to hit. They had already been dealing with bad weather for a good 15 plus hours. So now the, you know, the storm starts moving in. So now you get that. And then, of course, the, tra the tracking. I'm sure everyone's glued to their TV because of, you know, mainstream media had it going in one direction. And you know, certain local channels and or, like I said, Mike, the weatherman, he had it on point. So, you know, then it's like, download this app, download that app. You know, the alerts, the constant alerts going off, tornado warning, tornado warning. So you you have the intermittent sleep. Um, you know, we are blessed because we do have impact windows. We are blessed. We have an impact uh, hurricane type roof. Um, and, and that could sustain, you know, 140 mile an hour winds. So we felt secure, but when you're still getting those, you know, then, I, you know, 2 a.m. I'm Googling, okay, so if you've got a cement block house, you know, how safe is it in a tornado? So, so you're now, you know, you're, you're dealing with the hurricane, you know, that's coming, torrential rains, the winds, the flooding, and now tornado alerts are popping up left and right in our area. Uh, so it was, and then a lot of microbursts. So you're dealing with all that. So obviously the first, you know, first night, no sleep. Second night while the storm was here, no sleep. Uh, then the, you know, what category would it be? It got down to a cat one, uh, then eventually a tropical storm, which let me tell you something. <laughs> I think a tropical storm can go up to 73 mile an hour winds. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, there's a difference between that and a hundred for sure. But don't mistake that as being so like all people up like South Carolina now like, oh, it's just going to be a tropical storm or it might be a cat one. That's nothing to sniff about people. The, the power is still there. Um, and then the crunching noises uh, besides the alert that, you know, that you can hear, you know, limbs crunching and, you know, things hitting the window and just things flying. It's, you know, it's just nerve wracking. So night two didn't sleep. And then yesterday we thought, okay, we're Ian's out of its way. We're in the clear. No, we weren't. 
because round three came around where we were on the backside of the storm because it went, we felt it when it was in Cuba, we felt it coming over towards us and now we're feeling it leave us. So we encountered, you know, three parts of the storm, which is unusual depending on where you are in the storm. And so, you know, yesterday we couldn't even, we wanted to do a little cleanup, very minimal you could do because we were still having 60 miles, 70 mile an hour, even I think there was a 190 mile an hour gust. So you could, and it was consistently, you know, windy, 34 mile an hour winds. So you're going to clean up one area and then you're going to get debris from another area. So it made no sense. So, you know, then you start saying, well, now it's fantabulous Friday. What, you know, we always celebrate our blessings, you know, always wake up every day with a grateful heart. Uh, I was a little nerve wracked because there was people that I care about that are in the Naples area and Fort Myers area that I had not heard from. Finally heard from them later on uh, during the day. So glad to hear that Julie and Dave Petrozello are, are safe and sound. And uh, they have um, properties in Boca along with um, Naples and both remain dry. So that's a good thing. But the devastation of you see, you know, what the flooding can do. Um, really combination of when high tide and when these surges were coming and you're talking about 20 foot surges and you know seeing someone swim in their dining room trying to climb up swim up the stairs um you know seeing people you know stranded on top of their homes uh you know was just and 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 that piece to it and then you know really geographically beaches have totally changed like even in Vero Beach like the half the beach is gone um Fort Myers Naples that you know any on the shoreline it geographically is different so now when you talk about you know regrouping and rebuilding restructuring it looks a lot differently now and knowing that you know there might be and have been um some people that lost their lives so where do you get the blessings out of all of this? You know, if you, you know, you realize that uh, materialistic things, while they hold value, uh, your pictures, you know, you have those priceless items, you know, really, it's a lesson in taking charge of making sure I've got an accurate plan, uh, heed the warning of evacuation. I, I don't think they say it because they want to have a high school party at the high school cafeteria or a shelter. They do it because they want to make sure that, first of all, life uh, is precious, especially as time ticks on. You know, life is precious. So heed those warnings of evacuation. Uh, you know, make sure that you know, you have a plan of your, you know, your paperwork, your special pictures, whatever, Ziploc bags, put them in a spot that you know. Uh, and, you know, we were blessed. We were blessed that the governor was on point with uh, prep, uh, along with some some local people like Mike, the weatherman that, you know, really guided uh, the newcomer who has not been, you might have been, been like me, been in a hurricane before but nothing to this magnitude uh so a lot of people the question was nor'easter or a hurricane i would definitely go with a nor'easter i'm not gonna lie uh for for not for the cold <laughs> not for that piece to it but um a nor'easter uh is dangerous in itself we know that you know anyone out of power sucks let's be real we depend on power 
but it, it's just a different feeling. You, uh, I think you you don't you're not getting those weather alerts the same way. Uh, you know, yes, they they have they they both have their dangers, and but you know when you see something well that type of hurricane and I, who knows we pray to God we never see one that large again, but the vast amount you know that it covered an entire state that way. Where a nor'easter same difference can come up the coast you you have a lot of devastation uh so i don't want to undermine a nor'easter uh it has its due credit of danger as well um but i would have to say i don't know i would take a nor'easter i think but you know we are blessed we're grateful we're thankful uh the cleanup has started johnny's already out there sawing and yeah you know trying to cut down a couple trees we've got uh, trees that are down we have one that's bent we have one that we're hopefully going to save uh, that we have to tie up uh, a lot of debris uh, in the, you know, the, uh, what they call a lake, which is really my book, a pond next to us. Um, and, you know, kind of assessing what's going on in the neighborhood, but, you know, things, you know, we're, we're blessed. We took the precautions and uh, we're, we're blessed and grateful that, you know, you get, you get through that and you get through that with teamwork, with people coming together. And that's when you see really the best in humanity. Uh, people coming together to help each other out in need. And so that is how that should be celebrated humanity, being good neighbors. Yeah, definitely. And obviously having lived in Florida, unfortunately have you know, experienced, um, you know, bad weather like that. And, and it's very nerve wracking. And, you know, I recall that that summer where it was hurricane after hurricane. I think it was, Char you know, Charlie. And then, you know, a couple hurricanes after that. It, I believe it was Hurricane Francis that came in and hit the East Coast. And then it wobbled out. But then it circled back and hit us again. And we're like, what the flip and flippity flip. And of course, you know, tornadoes, which are very, very dangerous. The waters are very dangerous. And, you know, having, I'll never forget the tornado. I mean, it's still on YouTube, um, go, you know, go on YouTube in 2007, Deland tornado. And <laughs> receiving that call from um, our sister Claudine uh, at four o'clock in the morning, it's coming, it's coming. And then the line went dead. I'm like, and I was like half asleep. And it's very, it's very nerve wracking. And then to finally be able to get down there and not be allowed down in that area. And it, it, there's just so many, obviously so many emotions involved in it. And, you know, seeing a lot of the <laughs> devastation uh, on the news and really just that, you know, some people that were coming back to, you know, see what was left of their stuff. And that in and of itself, you, you get, you get through the hurricane and now you have to witness the devastation of your property of, you know, things that meant so much to you. And <laughs> when you're dealing with the insurance company, you know, there's just so many different layers. Um, there is. And, and all I can you know, maybe suggest for anyone who's looking for it to take a lot of pictures before you start throwing things away take pictures of everything because you know right. when the insurance comes through like hey, this is on you know your floor um and let's just say it's an antique or something you have to write that down like, you have to be very detailed with it so before right. you throw anything away 
course, take pictures, even if you think whatever you have. And, and they also even recommend that you take pictures before an event, you know, document, uh, oh, absolutely. document yeah. your belongings and anything that describes your belongings, you know, put them in a separate file. And now obviously you're not going to keep all those belongings constantly in a Ziploc bag. We know that, um, but maybe have a special place, a special drawer. Um, now, obviously we did get a lot of prep time, but you know, uh, sometimes you get something that there is no prep time. Um, so, you know, paying attention to your surroundings, your weather uh, is always good. You know, there's obviously there's plenty of apps that you can have on your phone, but instead of now trying to go search for all those documents, like your insurance policy, you know, whatever, um, what I suggest to do, and which actually I'm going to do uh, next week, that is my big project, is to duplicate um, because I don't want to have to go fishing for them. Um, so I'm going to duplicate all my important paperwork and specifically put them in a separate area uh, that I can, if I had to grab and go, I could. That way they're still in my normal file, um, but I have a copy of them. Um, same thing like your passports, like any, any, any important documents you have, make sure you keep a copy of them. And, you know, maybe you decide, you know, do I want to keep the copy in my regular file and have the originals in the Ziploc? do it that way or vice versa, just as long as you have a copy of it, that's the main thing. And um, keeping it in such a spot, you know, your, your financial information, your insurance information. Um, pictures is another whole different gamut because obviously people like to, you know, have their albums out. They, you know, have pictures up. Um, you know, net, we're in a digital world now, so we do have a lot of things on digital file. But, you know, if you've got those old, old, you know, family photos or whatever, get them on digital file as well. That way you, you know, and you always have them and though they might not be the original, but at least you would still have a copy of them. So there's great ways of making sure that you can have functional files as well as emergency files. Um, and that way you're not, you know, kind of scrambling at the last second. So that's one, one of my projects that I'm going to be putting on my to-do list, uh, as well as, you know, you do, you rethink things. You rethink things of less is more, which only uh, really uh, reevaluates what we've been doing is, is kind of combing through belongings. And geez, if, if we don't have a need for it, you know, maybe someone else does and someone else can repurpose it, but downsizing and items, uh, you know, is a, is a good thing. Uh, you know, when you start to get into that cleanup mode, you realize, uh, gee, do I really need that? Do I really need that? Uh, then you have other people that don't even have that luxury to make that choice because they've got nothing left. You know, their, their car is floating down the street. Uh, their photo albums are probably miles away now. So there's a whole different emotions so I'd say, you know, so what do you celebrate? You just celebrate that you're breathing, uh, that maybe you helped out someone in need, that uh, you, you, you got through the storm with little to no damage. Uh, maybe you got through the storm with damage, but you're, you're, you still have a house to go home to. Uh, you still have your vehicle. Um, you know, maybe, you know, you weren't lucky in the sense of uh, items, but you were maybe able to save a pet. You were able to help a neighbor. Uh, there's all different ways of different blessings that we encounter when we go through these uh, life-changing moments for people. 
but I think at the end of the day, you know, what we saw, despite which, which, which is a whole different gamut subject of what's going on in our country, you really saw the best in humanity and the state of Florida is forever grateful for having such great leadership from, from, from Governor DeSantis on down, uh, really keeping things on point. Yeah, exactly. And to add to the the digital part of it, especially with um, like insurance policies and whatnot, it's always a good idea too. Um, and I love the idea, you know, of having a copy elsewhere and having it in a sealed bag. But I would also suggest too um, scanning it in, so you also have a digital copy of it. Yes, great idea. <laughs> and and think if you're your hurricane kit, um, you know, what are some things that you didn't have that you and you know maybe looked in your kit and was like, oh, darn, I should have gotten that or, you know, that type of thing. So um, as you go forward and kind of replenish your kit, you know, think about those different items that, you know, maybe you were low on batteries or, you know, maybe you need to get a um, another um, portable <coughs> cell phone charger, whatever it may be. Right. Start revamping that. And, and of course, when water is on sale, you know, maybe pick up an extra um, case of that, you know, it, it's really is, it's a continued learning process. Speaking of water, I just learned something which I didn't, I don't know why I didn't know this, but you know, I love being always open to things. So obviously most of our lives, other than when we lived in the city, when we were younger, we always had well water. So I always automatically, and as our parents had taught us, we would fill up a tub um, because obviously with electricity, you can't get the pump to work for the well. So you need the water to brush your teeth, flush the toilet, whatever it may be. So while we were gathering our supplies and uh, we had actually had a, a couple over, they slept over because they live in a mobile uh, community and her uh our girlfriend's uh boyfriend was flying in from oregon he actually made it in right before uh mco closed which was a miracle they ended up spending um the second night with us or actually the first night was the second night first i don't even know they slept over not last night the night before anywho so we're sitting around and we're, we're watching a movie and just you know obviously getting alerts and uh she said, did you fill the tub up with water? And I said, well, no, I don't, we've got plenty of water. I don't need to fill up the tub with water. And she says, well, how are you going to flush the toilet? I go, we don't have to flush. We don't need that. We don't have a well. We have a well for our irrigation system, but we're on city water. And then they both start cracking up. You still need water for the toilet. I'm like, why would you? But they said, you did. I said, I didn't know that. I, I was assuming because you're on city in a city as backup, whatever, that you wouldn't need water to flush the toilet, but I guess you do. And we didn't have to test it out because we only lost power. So here's a, here's a funny, funny thing. This is always something funny with a storm. Even in the devastation, you have to find humor because humor does help uh, heal the soul. We're watching a movie. It was probably, oh gosh, midnight, maybe close to midnight. And, you know, because we kept getting alerts and we kept pausing the movie, this one would get up to go to the bathroom. This one wanted to go make a you know, plate of snacks, whatever it may be. So John goes, okay, we only got like 15, 20 minutes left. Let's hurry up and get this movie in before the power goes out. And literally, literally he said, before the power goes out, zzz, the power goes out. 
total darkness, and we were prepared. We had our flashlights, and we immediately started yelling at John. <laughs> John, it's your fault. Then all of a sudden, the power came up, and, and enough for him to say, it wasn't my fault. Blah, 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 and then, zzz, power went out again. So that went for about three or, you know, three or four minutes, and then finally the power stayed on. So again, we were very, very blessed. Uh, but it's, you know, again, what you're putting out in the universe. And on top of that, the other fun thing, not funny, but the tree, the, the one tree uh, that I took pictures of, we've had several that are bent or, or fallen over, but this one particular one that really came right out of the ground. I said, John, what have you been saying for the last, like, I don't know, two months, three months? What do you mean? I go, I bought that tree. <laughs> he goes, yeah, it's getting too close to the house. I got to cut it back, cut it back. Why do they plant it? It's too close to the house. I go, and that's the one that fell. You put it out in the universe. <laughs> not the way you intended to, but so, you know, that universe does not um, know the difference of sometimes it's just going by what the feelings that you're putting out because we know that our thoughts mm -hmm. have electrical currents. So I said to John, you put that out there. He's like, oh, well. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, obviously we hope that the cleanup you know goes well for everyone and be safe heed the warnings of your local and state officials and all that kind of stuff and fantabulous friday what's fantabulous in your world i am all bundled up you know we're getting in that that time of year where it's that crispy cold morning i already got my power walk in and um getting ready um momentarily to do my second workout and uh yeah that's fantabulous yeah and like i said we're going to finish our cleanup and we've got a couple of things to do we may try to get some pickleball in i know uh the pickleball courts they needed a little help but they had a, a crew going over i guess at 7 a.m this morning so it's probably maybe try to get some games in then we got some bowling night tonight you know things today are opening up uh, everything was closed down for a couple of days so i'm sure everyone's like antsy to get out uh, a couple of things were open up last night the uh, moose club and elks club things like that but uh we're back in full swing we are uh, continually sending prayers uh to everyone on the west coast uh for safe recovery uh our thoughts and prayers are with you i know there's going to be some some financial aids coming out to help them which is great uh, and we're also um, praying for everyone in South Carolina that is going to be getting hit today with Cat 1 and Tropical Storms. Uh, again, heed the warnings. Uh, they, uh, especially where they're talking about where it's going to land is a low-lying area, which means a lot of flooding. And gosh, flooding uh, can do so much damage and harm and uh, you know, really devastate a community as well as life. So our prayers and thoughts are with them. And you know whatever your, your plans are for this weekend, go in it with the intention of gratitude. Go with the intention of kindness and good humanity and showing you know, really what we're made of as a, as a human race that you know, we can come together in uh, hardships and devastation times. And there's nothing better than being the one to give that but it's also uh, such a blessing. It feels good for the people that are receiving it. Uh, it really does really get that, that uh, as I call the the train of kindness going forward. So we wish you a great weekend. We will see you Monday for Monday Mindset. Uh, don't forget, Sunday is the first day of the week. Today is the last day of the month. It is a Friday. Uh, so make your October. I hear there's a lot of everyone's got excitement going on with this hocus pocus and witches coming out. I don't know. I guess there's a new show's coming on. 
Yeah, I heard uh, something briefly about that. And just a reminder, yeah, of course. Like, which is post, which, 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 which. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm like, what is, what is that all about? I don't know. But in any event, of course, today is National Podcast Day. So kudos to all those amazing podcasters out there. And on that note, my name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, keeping it real with two... This is, and this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, about to get my cleanup crew going and help, help the hubs out there. Uh, you have a great weekend, and we'll see you Monday for Monday Mindset. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.